In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The readings of today, usually we read it when we celebrate uh, one of the martyrs, like today we are celebrating the martyrdom of Saint Abakir and his brother John, and also we uh, read it, for example, in the feast of Saint Mina, the martyrdom of Saint Mina. So uh, the readings of today focused actually on suffering and explained what are the reasons of suffering as well as give us some advices how to deal during the time of suffering. How should we react during the time of suffering? So the first thing actually, uh, the Pauline letter from Hebrew chapter 12 explained that suffering can be a discipline from God. A discipline from God. As you heard, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. So, St. Paul said, usually fathers discipline their children. So if God disciplines you, this means you are his children. And you as the children, you should not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when he rebukes you. Why? For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. For example, if you are walking outside and you find two boys fighting with each other, one of them is your son, whom you will discipline, your son, because you, you care about him. So when God actually disciplines us, he disciplines us because we are his children. St. Paul is saying, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? Any father or mother discipline her children. But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. You know, for example, if you walk and you find people doing something wrong and they are not your children, then you will not pay attention to what they are doing because they are not your children. In the same way, if we are without discipline, then everybody will be the same to God. Then we are not children. St. Paul said, then you are illegitimate and not children. St. Paul also says we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Our human fathers disciplined us, corrected us, and we honored them, we respected them. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the fathers of the spirit and lives? Then definitely if we respected our human fathers, we need actually to submit to the fathers of our spirits in order to live godly life. Actually, our human fathers many times 
Maybe they discipline us unfairly, discipline us because they don't know the whole truth. So maybe they make mistakes, but even when they do make mistakes, they do their best out of love toward us. So St. Paul saying, for they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them, as seemed best to them. But for God, it's not like our human fathers. God knows the truth and he will do exactly what we need with just justice and also with mercy. That's why he said, uh, but he, God, for our prophet, that we may be partakers of his wholeness. So any discipline from God is for our prophet. The last point St. Paul mentioned about discipline, he said, but now chastening seems to, seems to be, sorry, now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present. When we are disciplined, it's not joyful. It's not something good. But painful, definitely. Chastening, correction is painful. Nevertheless, afterward, if we accept the discipline, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So it's a training. When we accept this training, it will produce the peaceable fruit of righteousness. So here, St. Paul actually mentioned at least three reasons for suffering. The first reason is my own personal mistakes. If I don't study, I fail the exam. If I'm driving carelessly, I get into accident. So that is the consequence of my uh, own mistakes. But comes with this the discipline of God. For example, if a youth is driving his car carelessly, he will get into accident and the car will be damaged completely. So the damage of the car is the result, is the natural result of his carelessness. Then the police will come and give him a ticket, give him a citation. So he will get two things here. The natural outcome of his mistakes beside a discipline. But the discipline from the police actually has a goal to improve your driving. In the same way, when God disciplined me on my mistake, the goal here for my prophet, to be partaker in his holiness. So when I do mistakes, I expect two things. Number one, the natural consequences of my mistakes. Number two, correction from the Lord. But the correction from the Lord is not actually to destroy me, but for my prophet in order to be a partaker in his holiness. Also, there is another type of the discipline. For example, if your children have lots of toys and they ask for more toys, you may say to them, no. Not because they did something wrong, but you don't want to spoil them. So this is a discipline. In the same time, we ask things from God. And God knows that what we are asking is not for our best interest. So he may say no, 
But we get angry and we get disappointed. But we don't know what is best for us. That's why we need to trust God. We need to trust God when he says no to us. We know that God as a father will do the best for us all the time. In the Catholic letter, St. Paul, St. Peter spoke about a fourth reason. The fourth reason is the envy of the devil, the attack of the devil against the Christian or against the children of God. Uh, in two days, we will celebrate the sixth uh, year memorial of the martyrs of Libya. Satan actually, in his anger toward the God and in his wrath toward the children of God, made these terrorists kill and slay 21 martyrs. And Satan is attacking the church all the time, even from the time of the prophets in the Old Testament. Saint Stephen, in his speech that you heard it in the book of Acts, he spoke about how in the Old Testament, the Jews actually tortured and killed the prophets who prophesied about the coming of the Messiah. And in the New Testament, from the time of the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ, from the time of his ministry, until now, uh, Satan is attacking the church. That's why St. Peter told us in the Catholic letter, beloved, do not think, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. Don't say, why persecution? Why they hate us? Why they kill Christians? Why they burn the churches? Why, why? Don't look at it as if something is strange. It's expected. Satan is in a war toward God. And in his war, actually he's attacking the children of God. So part of our calling is to be persecuted for the name of Christ. But that is actually part of the truth that we are persecuted. But the other part of the truth, when we participate in his suffering, we will participate in his glory. As St. Peter said, but rejoice to this extent that you partake of Christ's suffering. Why? Why I rejoice that I'm partaking in suffering? We are not sadistic people. Why we rejoice? when we partake in Christ's suffering. He said that when his glory is revealed in his second coming, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. So when you are reproached for Christ's sake, we will rejoice because the spirit of glory will be glorified as we participated in his suffering, we will participate also in his glory. Uh, and then he warned us from suffering as evildoers. Don't suffer for personal mistakes. 
in, in verse 15 he said, but let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as a busybody in other people's matter. Be careful. And when you suffer for your own mistakes, don't blame it on God. If a youth died from overdosage, he's using drug and he overdosed and died, don't blame it on God. This suffering because of his wrong mistakes. That's why he said, let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, or evildoer. But if you suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. But glorify God because of this suffering. And in verse 19, he said, Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls uh, to him in doing good as to a faithful creator. So when you are reproached or you are persecuted for the name of Christ, then commit yourself, mean trust God. Trust God that he will defend you. Trust God that he will glorify you when he comes in his second coming. Trust God that as you suffered with him, you will be glorified with him. And in the book of Acts, uh, today give us actually how St. Stephen endured the suffering from the Jews. As you heard in the book of Acts, uh, he, he told them in verse 52, which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one, of whom you now have become the betrayers and murderers. So he explained that even in the Old Testament, the Jews persecuted the prophets. And when they heard the speech of St. Stephen, as we read in verse 54, when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed at him with their teeth. And then actually they stoned him until his death in verse 57. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears and ran at him with one accord and they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. So these are the reasons of suffering. It can be because of my personal sin. It can be a discipline from God. Discipline for my personal sin or discipline for my benefit. And then it can be because of the attacks of Satan, envy of the devil against the church. But there are two other reasons, so we'll cover the whole uh, subject of suffering. Number five, suffering can be because of the corruption in the world. We know since the fall of Adam and Eve, the earth was cursed. Then, there are suffering because we are living in a corrupted world. For example, earthquakes. 
is part of the corruption in the world. I'm speaking even about the creation, not about the people. Hurricanes, uh, flood, tsunamis. Children are born with congenital anomalies. Uh, anomalies. So all these things actually living in a part of corrupted world. That's why in the second coming of Christ, there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Because this earth and the heaven around us are corrupted. That's why we suffer. And the last reason of suffering is what we call test of faith. When God tests our faith, like when he tested Abraham, when he asked him to take his son and offer his son as a sacrifice. You may argue and say, but why God is testing our faith? He should know our faith. He is God. Yes, testing of faith is not for God to know how our faith is. But when God tests my faith, it is for my own benefit. When I am going through a test of faith, my actually faith will grow. Like when Abraham, God asked him to offer his son. Who benefited? Abraham, when he saw how God on the top of mountain, when there is nothing actually, how God sent him a ram to offer instead of his son Isaac. When God tested the faith of the widow at Serfet Saida, when he went, uh, asked Elijah to go to her. And she didn't have anything, just little amount of flour and little amount of oil. And this was a test of faith. God, through Elijah, asked her to make uh, bread first to Elijah. And she obeyed. Although she did not have any flour or any oil except this small amount. Then God blessed the flour and oil in her house until the end of the famine. So who benefited from the test of faith? It's not about God. It's about us. When we go through the test of faith, we learn and benefit. So now we explained the six reasons of suffering. How should we react during the time of suffering? First thing St. Paul told us in the, his letter to Hebrews, uh, chapter 12, verse 3, Consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. The first exercise or homework that will help you is to reflect on the suffering of Christ. When you reflect on the suffering of Christ, you will be motivated. Because you can see how Christ suffered, how he endured, and how all this ended in glory and resurrection and victory. So all the time when you suffer, reflect and think and consider the suffering of Christ and how he endured and the glory after that. The second advice St. Paul gives us to be strong and to resist. To resist until when? Until bloodshed. That's why he told us, you have not yet resisted to bloodshed. You need to resist and you need to be strong. Don't be afraid. You heard in, in the uh, gospel of today from Luke 11, 
the Lord told us, don't be afraid of those who kill the body. And after that, have no more that they can do. Even if they kill our body, it's not the end. We will go to heaven and we'll start our eternal life. Don't be afraid. Be strong and resist and defend the faith. Defend the truth. A third uh, advice he told us is that we need to be supportive to one another. In verse 12, he said, Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. So if my brother in the church or my sister is going through a difficult time, our responsibility, if their hand start to hang down or knees start to be feeble, means they start actually to feel the heavy burden of suffering. Now we have a responsibility toward one another to strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. We need actually to support one another. Don't put a lot of challenges in front of others who suffer. Instead of putting challenges and pressure on them, rather strengthen them. As he said, make a straight path for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Sometimes we challenge those who are suffering. And when we challenge them in, in a negative way, actually as if we are making crooked path in front of them. They are already lame. They are already limping. So actually, they will uh, be dislocated. But when you do and make a straight path in front of them, those who are lame, those who are limping, they will be healed. Support. Support those who are going through difficult time. Uh, pursue peace with all people and holiness, which, without which no one will see the Lord. In the Catholic letter, St. Peter also gave us uh, some advice how to uh, uh, deal with suffering. Just commit yourself to God. Trust Him. Put yourself in the hand of God. As we read, Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to Him in doing good. Don't let the suffering make you decide to be an evil person and then you do what's wrong. No. Continue to do what's good. Don't repay evil with evil. Don't repay eye for an eye or tooth for a tooth. Rather, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Bless those who spitefully uh, slander you. That's our responsibility, to do good. And when we do good, as St. Paul said, if your enemy is hungry, give him food. If he's thirsty, give him drink. Then this means we are trusting God. We are putting our trust in God. So don't let suffering, your suffering, turn you to be an evil person. That's why the church gave us the example 
of St. Stephen in the book of Acts today. St. Stephen actually did not uh, ask God to avenge or to kill his persecutors. Rather, he said, Lord, do not charge them with the sin. Don't charge them with this sin. He was praying for their forgiveness, praying that God should not charge them with this sin. So have a forgiving spirit. Believe me, forgiveness is a favor you do to yourself, not to other person. If you decide not to forgive, you'll be boiling with anger from within. Maybe the other person who make, made you suffer doesn't care about your forgiveness. And he's enjoying your life. But you are the angry one because you decide not to forgive. But when you forgive, you'll have peace in your heart. Let me give you an example. For example, usually the Lord speaks about forgiveness as debt. There was a creditor to have, um, a man who has two debtors, one owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. I'm sure you know this gospel from Luke. So usually, uh, when somebody hurts you, it's like a debt. And you are waiting for him to pay this debt for you. So let me think that somebody borrowed from you $10,000. And he decided not to return the money to you. As long as you don't forgive him and you still remember this amount of money, you'll be angry. You'll not have peace in your heart. And maybe he doesn't care whether you are angry or not. He is living his life peaceful. But as long as you decide to let it go and to forgive and to forget about this $10,000, then your heart will be peaceful. You can tell me, where is the justice here? Don't avenge yourself. God said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. God actually will defend you because God defends the oppressed. There is no justice on earth. But when you decide to forgive and forget, you are doing favor to yourself. You are healed. You are healed. Yes, you can do whatever in your ability to get back your money. Nobody will blame you for this. But at the end for your healing, if you couldn't do anything because you are living in a world full of unfairness and injustice, then by forgiving as St. Stephen was doing, from within you will have peace in your heart. The last point that St. Stephen did, he actually did not put his focus on the people stoning him. He switched his focus to look at heaven. And what happened? He said, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man is standing at the right hand of God. So, if he was looking at the stones, at the people full of anger and want to kill him, maybe he was be shaken from within or afraid. 
But he switched his focus. He looked at heaven. And when he looked at heaven, God gave him this beautiful vision that comforted him. So when you suffer, don't look at the suffering. Rather, look at the heaven. From the heaven, you will get your strength. From heaven, you will get your support. So, these are some reasons of the suffering, as we explained, and some practical steps and exercises we should do when we go through difficult time. And if we apply these things, actually, it will help us to endure, it will help us to be strong and steadfast during the time of suffering. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. Oh,